This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire then. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. Welcome on a fine Saturday afternoon with me in the half, Sharjah on Pulse 95. Okay, WWE fans, you're in for a treat. I'll tell you why you're in for a treat, because Edge is on the show. Yes, he's on the show today on Pulse 95 Radio on Halftime Show. And we are talking about his comeback, his victory uh, at Royal Rumble, uh, the, the roller coaster of emotions, the mental fitness side of it, how it feels to be back, how it feels to be back alongside his brother as well. What's in store for him coming up uh, in the exciting year of 2021 at wrestling and how it turned out to be a very, very good year despite injuries and setbacks. So we're talking about that on the Halftime Show. Make sure you tune in. It's on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud and Angami if you're looking at podcasts or even if you prefer a visual on the YouTube, thanks to Super Mario and Gabby, it's on YouTube. Okay, folks, right, we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back after this. Enjoy. Peace. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I am your host, covering everything sport, international and local. WWE fans, you're in for a treat. Edge is in the building. Edge, are you there? Hi, how are you? There you are. Coming back to the Royal Rumble after such a layoff and also after such a year, could you ever imagine it turning out the way it did for you? You know, it's it's almost reset. And it's reset because of the tricep injury at Backlash in a way. It, it's so... You can't write some of this stuff. And like I said, that's when the best stuff, the real stuff, the truth... Uh, when, when that can be filtered into anything and into any kind of story, that's when it's going to work best. And I wanted to wrestle Randy Orton coming back. I, I needed to see where I was at. And Randy, to me, is the measuring stick of where you're at. Uh, and we have chemistry and we have history. And there's just this intangible thing that we have. And I knew I needed to start there. But I also knew after that, that there was a whole ocean of new opponents and new stories and all of those things. And, and that's super exciting. Um, what this injury has provided is th- this, this story where 11 years to the day after I win the Royal Rumble, I win the Royal Rumble again. The second night of WrestleMania is 10 years to the day that I announced my retirement. You, you can't map that stuff out. You can't plan that stuff. I didn't realize any of that stuff until fans started telling me on social media. And I went, wow, this is 
all happen. This is, this, these are all happy accidents. And it changes the narrative though, because those are all things that wouldn't have happened had I stayed on after backlash and not been injured. So you have to pull the positives, right? I tore my triceps, that sucked. <laughs> There's no way around it, it sucked. But now I look at this new set of opportunities and this, this new reality, and that's really exciting. So um, it's, I guess it refocused or reset the goals a little bit, um, but it, it's where I wanted to get to. It's just a different way of getting there now because of the injury. A lot is said about the WWE, but one thing is having come back with Christian, what was that like and how did it feel for you to be back doing what you love with family? Uh, I, I, here's the beautiful part. Here's where wrestling can work at its purest, best level is when you have reality and truth and real emotions that can't be fabricated, that can't be written, that can't be scripted. So the look you saw on my face as Christian was coming down the ramp, that was real. That, that was me being part dumbfounded that we were both in the Royal Rumble in 2021 after being told we, would, we could both never do this again. Um, proud, there was pride because I know how hard he worked to get back to the point where he could be cleared, which was evident by looking at him. But it, so there were so many emotions in, in that moment um, and in that look, because I've known he's been cleared for a little while, right? So I knew all of these things, but then when it, it's actually happening, you're in the moment, you're in the pocket, that's when you get everything that you've been feeling for this last little while and it's able to come out and it just so happens to be able to come out on screen and that that's a beautiful thing. Brilliant. And that is the first segment of the Halftime Show. Thank you very much, Edge. Now, listen, we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back after this. Enjoy, folks. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time! welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. WWE fans, you're in for a treat. And like I said before, it just gets better and better and better on the Halftime Show with all the brilliant wrestlers we brought on. Edge is here in the building um, on a Zoom call right now and with a lot of journalists. We're talking about the Royal Rumble. We're talking about his return, also winning the Royal Rumble. Now, Edge, two questions. First question, how does it feel to be back? Um, how was the body feeling after taking, you know, 53 minutes of incredible action at the Royal Rumble? It, it was it was definitely uh, it's been taxing, uh, no doubt about it. Um, but if, if there's one thing about me, you you know that uh, I, I don't do anything halfway. It seems, um, you know, my my first proper match back was backlash against Brandy Orton. I think it was I don't know 50 minutes or something like that. Um, first night back from tearing my triceps in that match and I'm wrestling for an hour and then I'm wrestling a half an hour the next night. It's just kind of like, I think it's just what I do. Um, but I pay for it. I won't lie. You know, I, I'm, I'm fairly sore. Uh, however, I will say that I've been more sore 
And when I, when I think about, you know, the surgeries I've had and things like that, I, I feel like I should probably feel worse than I do. Uh, if that makes any sense, you know, I'm, I'm still going to get my butt in the gym today and get moving. So it can't be that bad. Right. We're going to come next to William uh, over at Esquire magazine. Hey, Ach, how you doing? Very honored to speak Good, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Happy Dubai. So we saw online you know, this great photo of you, and there was a caption that was put up that, you know, behind every great man is a great woman, and you corrected that too, besides. Can you speak a bit more on what that means to you and, you know, how that relationship is fueling this current run? I know that that quote is, you know, it's not meant to be derogatory. So, you know, when I corrected it, it wasn't meant as uh, I did. I knew it wasn't a slap in the face, but to me, it's important to correct that going forward in the future, because I know firsthand that without your support system, without a, a team there for you to to help prop you up when you need it, to help give you whether it's words of encouragement or carving out the time within your day to get into the gym to do the things that you need to do in order to be prepared for this. There's so much that goes into it now, especially at my age. You know, it, it, it's a process and there's self-care involved and there's there's just so many intangibles and so many things. And, and I'll admit there, there's, a, a, there's anxiety because I have kids now and that's first and foremost and prevalent in front of my mind. Uh, so Beth, what she's able to do for me is to talk me through some of those things. So she's almost as much a therapist as she is, you know, my, my partner who, who I know has, you know, she's, she's side by side with me through this thing and she's experiencing all of these things with me. And then I take a step back and I, I go, what must she be experiencing? watching me in there and the worry that must be involved and so so that's why i say beside because none of this is possible without her having my back and being my support through all of this let alone the other members of my team who go unheralded but you know to my nutritionist to the meal company I use, to, you know, uh, the guy who draws up my workouts, to, you know, my, one of my best friends who's a general contractor. And if something goes wrong at the house and I got to get in that workout, he's there to, to help me take care of it. Like all of these things that, that go into it that no one sees and no one knows, um, it, it's just, uh, it's not possible. And it's really not. So that's why it's important to me to really uh, to highlight that it's beside because sure, my face might be the one that that you see on the screen, but it doesn't happen with everybody there beside me. And the second question is uh, Undertaker made some uh, comments recently about the modern generation when it comes down to wrestling. Is there a difference between the new generation and the old school people that you were around back in the day as well? Um, you know, I think any comment can be taken out of context. And I think that's part of what happened there in a three hour interview. I think they took the most salacious, you know, 20 second clip. Um, I think anybody whoever steps foot in a wrestling ring, no matter what era, whether it be the 1940s, whether it be the 2020s, um, all tough, all 
got into this because they love it for the most part. And um, there's different challenges that come with every era, with every decade, with every incarnation of what this business becomes. You know, we didn't have the challenge that is social media. Now it's a great outlet in order to get your product out there, in order to, 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 to make your brand bigger. But there's also a whole lot of hiccups and, and possible bumps in the road that come along with that. That's a challenge that we didn't have to navigate. We just had to worry about getting to the building and producing. And now the cameras never stop rolling. Now it's every aspect of your life almost that is under a microscope. And that, that's, a, that's an entirely different challenge than, than we ever encountered. So it's just different is all. But to me, anybody who ever steps foot in there. Yeah! Absolutely. And from seeing people like Brock Lesnar come back into it, man, what a, what, what a, what a federation to be part of. All right, excellent. Okay, cool. So we're going to be right back after the break. Edge is here with us on the Halftime Show. Uh, stay tuned for more on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Aduri on Pulse95. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Aduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Salam and thank you very much for tuning in to the Halftime Show on Pulse95 Radio. Edge is here with us today uh, after his Royal Rumble victory and his comeback as well. And he's talking to us about a lot. So if you do miss the shows, don't worry, you can catch them on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, if you prefer a podcast, or even head over to the YouTube channel at Pulse95 Radio and check us out there. The Halftime Show is there with some fantastic guests covering mental health, gut health, and how the brain affects the body. So, Edge, talk to us a little bit about the roller coaster of emotions, the mental fitness, the mental endurance side of things. You get injured, uh, you know, you come back, you go back into the Royal Rumble, you enter very early, you come out winning it. Talk us about the roller coaster of emotions that you had to go through to endure the event. Oh, right. Um, the Rumble last year was so um, overwhelming is what it was, you know, on, on so many fronts. First of all, getting the news that I could do this again. You know, I knew the work I'd been putting in, but you you still don't know that that work will cause this result that you're hoping for. Um, I am very big on visualization. I, I believe that if you dream it, you can make it happen. And the rumble was the realization of these dreams and these daydreams that I would have. And then I'd get to work on trying to make those daydreams come true. So when I see that back now, it almost feels like a decade ago because so much has happened in the interim, obviously with the world and what we've all been struggling through, but finding our way through. Um, then we get to WrestleMania. WrestleMania was probably the strangest for me because it was so empty and it was so quiet and it was so unlike anything that I'd ever experienced in terms of performance, especially within, you know, the confines of the world of wrestling. That was a weird one. That, that was hard. Um, 
I'm so thankful that I had an opponent like Randy Orton though, because it, it made what was a, a fairly impossible situation seem possible. Um, then we get to Backlash and I'm super excited about that. Um, just to get in and wrestle. That's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to get back in and exchange wrestling holds and do it with one of the best that's ever done it. Um, didn't want to get injured, um, but that, that's, that, that's what happened. You know, sometimes I push myself a little too hard, um, but that's just, I, I guess the way I'm wired, I don't know. Um, but now here we are, uh, fast forward to this Royal Rumble and, and uh, you know, I didn't want to try and recreate last year because it's not possible. You know, we, we can't have nine years off again and this, this comeback story. So I thought it was a good idea to announce that I was going to be in it and kind of state basically my mission statement as to why Edge is coming back and this is what Edge is coming back to do. So if chapter one of this second half of my book got cut off, well, here's where it picks up. And it's where I wanted to get to. And, and now we're just fast forwarding into that and um, and now trying to make this fairy tale, uh, you take it wherever it goes. But I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it's compelling television. And, and that's really the, the main goal. Last question, old school, new school. You won it back then, you won the Royal Rumble back then, you won it again now. Talk to me about the difference of winning it back then as opposed to coming back and winning it now. So here's the amazing thing about being able to come back and do this. I'm at a different place emotionally. Um, I don't look past it. I don't take it for granted. I think at a certain point within my career, because everything's going, 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 and there's another show every day and it's year after year. And suddenly, like there was one point I went to write a check and I wrote the wrong year because it just, it was flying. And when that starts to happen, you start to lose track a little bit of why you love this thing. And having had it taken away from me for nine years and almost have to mourn the loss for two of those years and then come back around and, and realize I just love this and I'm always going to watch it. That makes me appreciate everything on this that much more. So, I'm 47 years old and I'm number one in the Royal Rumble and I win it. There's no way I thought that would ever, ever happen. So I am savoring all of these things that are not supposed to happen and, and really soaking it in. Like, uh, I mean, I was happy in 2010, don't get me wrong, but this is just so much different. It, it's so much more it's so much deeper now because of the last decade that went into getting back to do this and having it back and, and just understanding that I need to fully, fully just sit in the pocket of what this is. And, and, and in the meantime, hopefully try and, and spread some, some wisdom and experience and, and 29 years of doing this, spread it around while I can, while I'm here. And that's really what this whole thing is about. So man, this one was so much more special to answer your question after my verbal diarrhea. 
And there you have it, folks. That is full time on the Halftime Show. Thank you very much for connecting with us today. Remember, you can catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, 3 to 4 on Pulse95 Radio. If you miss our shows, don't worry. You can catch us on YouTube. Just head over to Pulse95 Radio. Click on the Halftime Show and like, share, and subscribe. Incredible. I will see you back on Monday. Hope you have an incredible Saturday, and I'll see you soon. Peace. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m.